So, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned, this is Since Last We Spoke. I'm Matt Peters, sitting here as always with Dolores Peters. And we've got stuff for you guys to listen to us try today. If you want to taste along at home, you might want to do that. I'll put everything in the show notes so you can check it out. Today's show, uh, we're a little bit more news-heavy than taste-heavy. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you guys send us uh, to read and to experience uh, in between episodes. So thanks, everybody, that does that. So you can tweet us at Spokecast on Twitter, We're also on Instagram, check us out on Facebook. Let us know all your respective suggestions. You might just end up on an episode of Since Last We Spoke with us having some Resnaculous adventures. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get right to it. Our first snack this week is we have uh, something that came out around uh, Easter time, of course, uh, for the uh, the various snacks they put on the shelves. Uh, M&M's actually put something new out. Um, it's Neapolitan flavor M&M's. So Neapolitan is an Italian ice cream combination uh if you don't know it um was supposed to represent the italian flag or the insalata tricolore ah, there you go okay so um it's also known in the u.s as possibly the best kind of ice cream you can pretty much pick up for any kid's birthday party <laughs> because there's all three basic flavors in there. There's strawberry, there's vanilla, and there's chocolate all in one box. Yeah, you can't go so wrong. you're good. You yeah. can't go wrong with Neapolitan ice cream because everybody is going to be satisfied with chocolate and strawberry sides and the vanilla will be there in the middle for whatever you want to put it on. Maybe some apple pie later or something like that. <laughs> but it'll, it'll be there when you're ready. <laughs> You can see you can see which flavors we really do. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, vanilla is like, meh, it's vanilla. It's vanilla. But 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 the chocolate and the strawberry, oh man, together. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need like, all right. So vanilla is not bad per no. se, but you need like a French vanilla. You need like a yeah, vanilla bean. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need something that's got like a little black flecks of the vanilla bean in it. Yes. So you can see that they meant business. Yes, and a little bit of egg yolk. Did you know that? Mm. No, I didn't know that. Yes. And I'll never eat vanilla again. Oh, never sure. again! Stop! It'll be just delicious. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fun fact: I don't like eggs. <laughs> they got to be a very specific type of egg. It's got to be mixed into a cake and baked, or it's got to be an omelet. Other than that, I'm out. Oh. You like scrambled eggs, though. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I got to be in the mood. Right. But yeah, all that yolky stuff. I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Sunny you. Sunny side up. Miss me with that. Man. Yeah, that's why they like threw a whole lot of vanilla bean into that ice cream. <laughs> it was like, oh man, I accidentally dropped the egg into some ice cream. I got to cover up this egg flavor. Whoops. Yeah, I imagine all that's vanilla how... vanilla beans. That's probably how most culinary uh, discoveries take place. Somebody yeah. messed up. Yep, that's It's it. like an oops all berries situation. <laughs> Except it's like, oops, I dropped these eggs into this batter. Let's see what happens if I bake it. I don't know. Oh. And it's like cake time. Right. What up? Right. I like it. I, I like the fact that, you know, thank you, food pioneers, for doing that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, uh, so full respect to the cake pioneers that did this. All yes. disrespect to people like Bobby Flay that like to throw red peppercorns <laughs> in a waffle mix. I will never forget. I will never forgive. You want to throw down with some chicken and waffles and put some red peppercorns and some waffles 
and then go to the hood and try to impress people. What, right, what in do you the think? South. In the you, South. What do you think about Right, right. He was wrong for that. He was wrong. He, it wasn't just, oh no, it wasn't just peppercorns in the in the waffle. It was also a, um, it was a wild rice. Oh, yes. And peppercorn Wild waffle. rice and peppercorn waffle. Get the hell out of here. Right now. What? You get out the kitchen. The Can't lady put me syrup on that. What's what are you talking about? Right. So I'm gonna have to obviously put the link to this episode in the show notes. If it still exists, they might have tried to scrub this episode from history. For shame. But yeah. we, <laughs> we have gone wildly off topic. Yeah, here. we have. We have Neapolitan okay. MMs. Yes yes. yes, 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 yes. So I'm excited to try them. I think since we're kind of low on the taste testing today, we should probably try one of each flavor at a time. Yeah. And give our opinion on them. Okay. If we're feeling kind of bold, maybe mix them up to see what we get with the combinations. But first, let's make sure they're they're fit for human consumption. Right, right. Because that's the most important thing. And of course, you know, to the fine folks at M&M's, if you'd like to send us the flavors to try on the show, <laughs> you can reach out to us in the, in the aforementioned methods. Yes. Yes. Okay. Please do. So what are you starting with, D? I'm going to start with the chocolate because that seems the most obvious. Obvious. You know. It should just be a chocolate M&M. It should. It should. Let's let's see what this is about. It is a chocolate M&M. Hmm. So I don't taste anything. Oh, wait, 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 wait mm-hmm. a minute. There's something different about this. Yeah. Got a little bit of a, a creamy flavor in there. It does. It absolutely does. So upon biting it open, in the middle, oh. there's cream. Ah, it's fooled a, you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Darth Helmet. <laughs> it's a it's a solid cream, but mm. it's still a cream, and yeah. it's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that chemically taste that other M and M's we've tried before have had right. that have tried to be flavored. So, right. Flavor number one: chocolate. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I would say thumbs up. Um, it kind of has well, and I, and I kind of anticipate this for all three flavors. Uh huh. Um. It does have that softening texture that you kind of expect with ice cream anyway, especially with Neapolitan ice cream. Okay. Um, where the, you know, it's it's a little bit slippery. Hmm. Um, not the kind of chocolate that you would typically find in an M&M, which is just kind of like just solid milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, that texture is pretty typical, right, of M&M's. But with this cream, it it definitely does taste like Neapolitan type of vanilla ice cream that's been kind of like sitting next to the chocolate and strawberry <laughs> so they for went, a little bit too long. <laughs> they so. went for that full experience of, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to make it taste like it's been sitting next to the vanilla yep. that nobody wanted. We're going to make it taste like family. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. I'm down. So, yes. Thumbs up to the chocolate. Okay. Next up. Vanilla? And, and mind you, we're talking about chocolate shell. We're well, talking about color. There's a little chocolate inside, too. There's, there's yeah. the shell, then there's the actual, like, it's got the candy shell. It's got a chocolate the, barrier yeah. around, the, the, around the cream, and then right. it's got the cream. Right. All right. right. So next up, vanilla. Vanilla. What? Now, strangely, the vanilla also has chocolate inside. Right. And it has the cream in there, too. I'm wondering if all these M&M's are just hmm. the same flavor. Oh, man. And we've been had. We've been bamboozled and hoodwinked. Oh, my God. I and think you're swindled. Right. I think you're absolutely uh, right. Yeah. It is a mixture. As a matter of fact, it says chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry flavors in every piece. Ah, readers are leaders. So, <laughs> yeah, we should have done our research before uh, diving in. Dang. But 
that's half the fun of Resmaculous, folks. You dive in head first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes you get Jolly Rancher Pop-Tart. <laughs> but that being said now, I got to tell you, mm. the strawberry flavor was not prevalent to me at all. Actually, I taste it. I tasted it even stronger in the white-shelled one, the vanilla shell mm. piece. Okay. Um, yeah, like I mean, it's an aftertaste. It's really like a strawberry aftertaste. I wonder if the strawberry flavoring is the shell itself. Possibly. Because honestly... Well, that makes sense. When I eat M&M's, I never taste the candy shell. The candy shell is just, you know, in the way of the chocolate. Right. In my world. Yeah. I don't taste it. So, it's possible that they tried to put the flavor in the shell to accentuate that, and I'm just not registering it on my taste palate. And that does make sense. I mean, yeah. If if it already has, like, an inner layer of chocolate and cream, vanilla Mm -hmm. cream, then the outside probably should be strawberry. Yeah. Um, Well, strawberry is my favorite flavor. Yeah. So I was hoping for more of a strawberry burst, I guess. I I, I totally got a strawberry burst, though. Like... Well, I'm jealous. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could share it with you, but... Yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. All I can do is describe it and just be like, oh, don't hate. (laughs) It's delicious. All right, so overall, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. me and Paula's M&M's. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Definitely a thumbs up. Okay. Okay. Um, this is definitely something that I could have like just like a few of them though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a few and I will be good for the rest of the year because they are pretty dang sweet. That's true. Um, and the combination of flavors is a little bit jarring. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, not in a negative way. It's just, like, it's a little bit overwhelming to the palate. um, Because you do kind of get, like, hints of each flavor. And and if your mind is like mine, trying to chase down that flavor. And make sure, like, yeah, trying to analyze it and make sure that you're really tasting what you're tasting. And that you're not just imagining what you should be tasting. Yes. So, um, but... So so yeah, in that way, it's a little bit overwhelming, but it's still good. I mean, it's it's, it's still good for especially for like Easter candy, which I think we all know that Easter candy is just chock full of crazy, ridiculous sugar. Oh yeah, and color. Yeah. So that's when they bring it out for sure. Right, right. Just all the I, I really do sincerely believe that all the chocolate factories that create any kind of Easter type candies, that is their purge. That is the the purge for their um, for their businesses for their actual manufacturing um, um, uh, buildings because or manufacturing departments. Okay. Because it really is just hey look at this chocolate it's in the shape of a bunny who cares if it tastes like butt go ahead and get it <laughs> it's cute your kid will love it and they're going to always associate. You know, chocolate with Easter and good times. And that's the whole point. Good but, times and yeah, Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah, though it tastes yeah. like butter. You know. But yeah, so anyway, uh, this is definitely just like a seasonal thing to me. But it is good for what it is. It is good for what it is. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, we're going to get into a little bit of news at this time. We're going to talk about some resnaculous news from around the world. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start out with a little story. And you have not been made privy to any of these things, mind you. True. I'm going to start with some things. I'm going to tell you about the goings-on in the vernacular world right now. Oh boy. The first thing is I want to make you aware of the existence of a new Trident Layers flavor. 
Mm. Now, you may be familiar with the different, you know, kind of stunt <laughs> chewing gum they have on the shelves. Like they had, um, what was it, uh, Sour Patch Kids gum yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and it was a lot like the Fruit Strap gum mm-hmm. where you chew it and it's good for like a half a second and then it's gone. Right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they had Airheads gum, same problem. Oh, they had Jolly yeah. Rancher gum, same problem. Yeah. Well, now they have Swedish fish trident layers. Oh, that's gross. That is. And I would make the argument that if you're eating Swedish fish candy, you can probably make that last for about as long as, as a piece of gum anyway. <laughs> if you're doing it right, or if you if it's stale, you can just chew on it. You know, yeah. same thing. Yeah. You're not chewing trident layers Swedish fish to get fresh breath. That's for sure. <laughs> You're chewing it because you want to eat candy, but you feel like this is holding you over until right. you get to the real candy, or you're just not eating candy that day. Whatever. Right, right. Now, is mm. this is this something that you would actually purchase? Nope. Okay. Because I'm I'm not a Swedish fish fan. Um, it's not it's not that big of a deal to me. But I think that that's just because I'm not too deep into cherry candies. Okay. Okay. Period. So it's not it's not for your market. Yeah, it's not for me. Okay. So moving on. <laughs> what about you though? I no, not really. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend money on it. If somebody offered me a piece, I'd take it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't spend money on it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to try to steal it off of somebody's desk or anything like that. You know, like <laughs> oh, they got gum. No, no, no. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on. My favorite soda in the whole wide world. Oh boy. Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Now you may remember last episode we did try those interesting. Uh, the Diet Coke flavors that they came out with recently. Yes. Well, Coca-Cola is at it again, but this time they're going the trendy and artisanal flavor route. There's that word again. Oh. Uh, for those who want to feel fancy while, while drinking Coke. Now, this comes from Cosmopolitan.com, uh-huh. so you know it's fancy. Mm-hmm. Soda brands are going wild with new flavors this year, and Coca-Cola isn't stopping with a Diet Coke shakeup. This week, the brand dropped the first new Coke flavor since 2002 when Vanilla Coke came out. Ooh. Now, you kind of like Vanilla Coke. I do. Yeah, so if they're, if they're throwing a gauntlet down with that, this must be good. Okay. Georgia Peach Coke and California Raspberry Coke oh. just joined the Coca-Cola family and are locally inspired with fruit sourced from the two regions in their names. The sodas are meant to compete with craft sodas and likely every trendy flavored water and come in 12-ounce bottles instead of cans. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I do believe that the peach flavor has already been marketed in Japan. Like uh, I've seen ads for that, yeah. But I, I feel like that's a different type of peach flavor. Oh yeah, oh, like, it's, it's talk- automatically going to be a different kind of peach flavor. Like, sure, def- definitely a different intensity in well, peach flavor. Like we discussed with the pocky, yeah, uh, and how it's different depending on region. Right. I really feel like, uh, just as the article stated, this is more of a, a locally sourced, like Georgia, thing yeah, because uh, Coca Cola, their headquarters is in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, that's true. And so they want to bring that. Georgia peach flavor mm-hmm. experience to their to their soda, and I think this is a good idea. Um, I think this is interesting. I could see this being really tasty if they did it right. Yeah. Now, yeah. two out of four of those diet cokes weren't bad. Right. And we've discussed about how they have great success with the cherry flavoring. Right. If they could get that peach flavoring down, I'd be willing to try it. I absolutely, I absolutely do agree. I am a little bit, I'm a little bit hesitant though, just slightly. Yeah. Um, just because, like, 
if 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 you don't already know coke the the formula for coke it really is just lime lemon and lime flavor okay but it's not your typical like it's not like sprite level lemon and lime flavors um the intensities are totally different and there's a little tiny bit of extra flavor that's added just with the chemicals the rest of the chemicals that actually go into coke um and of course like you know there's a little bit of citric acid and all that good stuff so anyway yes so anyway um but yeah like I don't know, like, my mind is thinking, like, lemon, lime, and peach together. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that there's some caramel flavoring going on there, too. Because of the coloring. Yeah. I don't know. It's a secret recipe. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I don't think it's lemon, lime. It's a secret recipe. Well, typically, though, typically, caramel coloring has no flavor. All right. All right. It's just... Colored. You know what flavor it is? It's mm. Coca-Cola flavored. And it's delicious. It is. It Always is. refreshing. And no. And that's why it's so hard. <laughs> like, you know, like like it's it's like how it, it, it it's it's hard for everybody to get on board with all these like variations of different flavors of okay. Coca-Cola because it's such a classic taste, sure. you know? Yeah. And it's it's so commonplace. Um that when they start to mess with it a little bit, sometimes it can get a little wonky. And sometimes it can be pretty awesome, like the cherry or vanilla Coke. But um, I don't know, peach, especially Georgia peach, because I think of like real strong, like tartness and all of that, you know, back of the throat type flavor. So Uh um, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what what they what they make out of that. We will see. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that's uh, one of our stories. Um, Also, speaking of drinks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, found this article on Food Beast. Dunkin' Donuts is introducing a line of Girl Scout cookie flavored coffee. Yes. Dolores is doing a dance. I know. <laughs> of course you know because you're you. Yeah. I'm telling the listeners that you are so excited that you were dancing about it. Yeah, yeah. She's doing it right now. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be getting some interesting flavors. Of course. Of course. We're going to be getting the Thin Mint Girl Scout yeah. cookie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are they are serious with this stuff, guys. Uh, they are not playing around. They have Thin Mint. They have, um, what else? Is it Tagalong? Um, I believe they have like... Thin Mints. I'm sorry. I got it right here. Mm. Uh, flavors inspired by Girl Scout cookies. Thin Mints. Uh, Samoas. Yeah. Peanut Butter Cookie. The Dosi Dos, of course. And that's it. That's all they really need. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, here we go. Like, okay, so um, I have a confession. I've yeah. already tried the what? Samoa. The Samoas without me. I tried it, but you know what? I got to tell you, it wasn't that impressive. I got to tell you. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just had somebody make it wrong for me. So um, it was more of a Roman Reigns Samoa and... Less of a Samoa Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I need punch me in the mouth with like Girl Scout deliciousness. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. This was kind of like, like uh-huh. a little, little little weak handed slap. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, it's a good try. I might, I haven't tried the rest of them. I will. I will. Okay. We will. Okay. Um, and we can definitely discuss more. Yes. Yes. We will discuss more. <laughs> 
I'm disappointed. It was a it was an impulse buy. I saw it. I, I, I swear I drove up to the menu and it was just like, hey, can I get a black weight? What? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I had to just con- completely forego my black coffee for that day. Okay. All right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss further. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we, we will discuss. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we're going completely, completely nuts now. <laughs> we're going to that resnaculous place that very few actually achieve. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about a treat that may be coming up on a future episode if the diabolical, mischievous, enchanting Mitchie Trotter has anything to say about it. Hmm. Cheeto Puff Crispy Treats. What? Yeah. Wait, why? This was trending on Twitter the other day. And someone actually went ahead and made these abominations of lesnaculousness. They they made Cheeto Puff Crispy Treats. So they substituted the Rice Krispies with Cheeto Puffs. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, a fellow Chicago Nerd Social Club board member, Paul Callen, has actually played around with a similar recipe that involved flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. And apparently those turned out a little bit of okay. (laughs) Personally, I did not get to enjoy them myself because I didn't see Paul around that time. But the offer was made. Next time, I will indulge. I will sacrifice my belly. Wow. And my sanity. Wow. Wow. Yes. Real sacrifice. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of uh, Cheetos, actually, there is a biography of um, regarding the the creation of, uh, rather, the creator of the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Really? Have you ever heard about this this man before? No. No, I haven't. Okay, so this comes from Variety. Fox Searchlight and Devon Franklin are set to produce the film Flamin' Hot, which will tell the true story of Richard Montanez, who rose from humble beginnings to a successful businessman when he created a food phenomenon, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Hmm. Fox Searchlight nabbed the project in what was a highly competitive sale with multiple studios vying for the project. The film follows Montanez, the son of an immigrant, who grew up in, as a migrant farm worker picking grapes in fields of Southern California before becoming a janitor at Frito-Lay. It was while working at the company that Montanez came up with the idea to create Flamin' Hot Cheetos, transforming the Frito-Lay brand into a pop culture phenomenon and disrupting the entire food industry in the process. Now commonly referred to as the godfather of multicultural marketing, it was that initial idea that would spark a billion-dollar brand and catapult him from janitor to elite corporate executive. Now, this sounds like an urban legend when you hear about it. It does. Because all he did was go in and say, hey, man, look, Cheetos are great. We need to add some freaking tapatio on here, (laughs) put some hot sauce in there, shake that bag up, put it on the shelf, guaranteed purchases. And they laughed at him. And here we are now. And Flamin' Hot Cheetos are by far. Ooh. The biggest selling variety of Cheetos out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Often imitated, never replicated. They've tried, you know, other brands have tried their version of Flamin' Hot. Yeah. Um, even even Cheeto brand, they tried jalapeno flavor and other kind of garbage. Yeah. It just doesn't match <laughs> Garbage. Up. It is. It's hot garbage. <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, man. I. I don't know if anybody has heard that phrase before. But that's <laughs> someone that you, I used to work with 
just coined that phrase and it's just it perfectly sums up (laughs) (laughs) some situations this being one of them uh yes more on that later so yeah this movie is being made that's kind of cool yeah i'm excited about that that is really interesting i would like to hear more about so his journey yeah so more on that when we get it of course so that being said, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I know we didn't taste uh, too many things this episode, but trust me, we will get back to that very soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm expecting that uh, that next Oreo box in the mail at any time. Oh, Lord. So be ready for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. Nope. All right, folks, like I said, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Dolores Peters. And stay mighty. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by FartBox, the only box a month service that ships you artisanal farts straight to your door. For more information, use our promo code. Since last we spoke, visit fartbox.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Since Last We Spoke, another snackulous episode. How you doing? What were you talking about earlier? Oh, nothing. You know, I've been soliciting advertisers, and that is one that I thought, you know, everybody can get with it because everybody farts. So what what better service than to have artisanal farts shipped right to your door every month? Define artisanal farts. From around the world, around the globe. Have you ever wondered Mm. what a French fart, really what the bouquet of that is? Nope. Because I tell you what, I have, and I'm so glad that Fartbox is available to people like myself who want to experience that wonderful um, particular experience. Lies and deceptions. So if you'd like to advertise with Since Last We Spoke, please (laughs) email us, tweet us. We would like your money. Real businesses, please. Thank you. I mean, if you want to hear me say joke businesses, too, I'll take your money. It's fine. Uh, just, just, just pay me. <laughs> just pay me.